judge me by my size, do you? All of a sudden, Nerds of the Old Republic became homoerotic porn. Yeah, well, we're many things. Yeah, like, you know, we, are, we, we are many things to many this people. This podcast <laughs> contains multitudes. That's yes. right. Yes. Whitman will be proud. It's yeah. almost as if we masturbated the universe. And oh! <laughs> yeah, I was gonna hit that bell. <laughs> Do I get half a belt? Well, is this the yeah. part of the cast where the drinks have fully kicked in? The drinks have fully we kicked in. We have just taken our belts off and are letting our yeah, dead guts yeah. hang out. I don't know why you say that, though. That, that is that is very intellectual stuff. That's Sumerian <laughs> mythology. That's right. That's how the world was formed. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Rivers that come. I, I, having been the guy who was the biggest dissenter to that snow crash uh, on that cast, I have to say, out of all the texts we've read so far, it is the best. I think most of us like? enjoyed it the most. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So far. And it's also our highest downloaded uh, episode so, so far. far. Yeah, so far. So Indeed. far. Yeah. So far. This yeah. could this could raise the stakes on that, I though. I would think Star Wars is yeah. going to have some, some fans. Let's hope. Come on now, Star Wars. Our fans in Taiwan. And I could see that. Some Brazilians. We should sh- shout out to all of our, our multinational fans. Thank you for listening. Heck yeah. Absolutely. That's excellent. Danka. We want to riff on Star Wars for a little bit then. Oh, I would fucking love to riff right. on Star Wars. Riff we on. have yeah. not answered the question of the burrito. No, I can get a knife. I have to yeah, no, go no, to the bathroom. I've answered the question. Whoever loves this burrito more <laughs> will speak up. I've answered the question for myself personally. I do not want Slow the burrito. No, this, this is not an option. Our host yep. is back. I am back. I let the dog out. Did you bring a knife? No, I brought the USB key. Oh, it. how uh, are we dividing this fucking burrito? I thought you were joking about that. No. All right, I'll bring it. All right, he's gone. Don't say that. I brought Lord Vader though, the cat. Thank you. Hey yeah. Vader. Yes, Adam has a cat named Vader, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Considering he's also got the lowest Star Wars chops in the whole group. Here. I was just saying, it's embarrassing that my cat's name is Darth Vader. I am now here. cutting the burrito. Mike, did you share your initial uh, deep cuts? I know you kind of talked earlier about your readings of Admiral Thrawn and stuff. I, I, but... I, don't, know, I don't have any cool specific story yeah. like Sean does. I was just Neither always a big I. fan. Yeah. I'm kind of in a similar boat. My family was uh, non-affluent. I like how you described that. Non-affluent. I'm mad you not <laughs> want that. I thought we were cutting this in a third. Yeah. <laughs> no, he had his taco. <sighs> But so did you. Oh, I'll take it to go. There you <laughs> go. Tomorrow's lunch. What? No, we cannot end the cast. Oh, for God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is how, how peer pressure works. This, this is how is we're reliving our college is. days now. Yeah, um, I remember watching uh, Revenge of the... Uh, mm. I'm sorry, Return of the oh, Jedi. <laughs> Where's that beer? We gotta drink that beer too. Uh, oh jeez! This is not an option. Sean is a completist. If you've not seen this coming, it's, it's true. Actually. I'm glad you didn't buy a six pack. Can we split this into thirds? Can we split yeah, this one into yeah. thirds? Uh, All right. It does. Da, na, 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 na. 
Na na na! Yeah, it does. It does take me back to closed doors in Princess Leia. So, Ooh, oh, especially yeah. Slave Leia, Gold I, Bikini Leia. Yeah, and you started off with the Ranker, and that like you know brought me back right away. <laughs> mm. She's a beautiful woman, Poor fantastic person. Dealt with her, her issues in life, but yeah. she was yeah. a gem. I never noticed until I heard her say this in an interview that she thought at first that her character was supposed to be English or British. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first scene she filmed is the one right before they destroy Alderaan. And so she goes, if you notice, if you watch the film, she goes, this is in the final cut of the film. She uses this inexplicable British accent. And I had never noticed that. And then I watched the film after that. And she does like... He walks in and he's like, you know, charming to the last. And she's like, Governor Talk, I'm just surprised you had the audacity to sign the orders yourself or yeah. something like that. She has this like random English accent that I she's never I should have known you'd be holding Vader's leash. Right. <laughs> Not surprised to find you holding Vader's leash. She, um, there's like, I guess there's been like uh, those deep cuts of like how people have figured out how that works. And it's because her work in the Senate. The, the, I heard about that. The yeah. basic proper of the galaxy right. was a British accent, but no, she was she was Alderanian, and that was more American. Right, America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? That's one of the beautiful things about Star Wars, though. There's there's a lot of retconning you can do. You can go back and fix things. Yeah. The most brilliant example of this, of course, is Rogue One. Why were they able to destroy the Death Star with one fucking shot? This unbelievable planet destroying machine yeah. or you know station or whatever you want to call it. That was always something for years that Star Wars got ragged on for. Really, they just shoot one shot. Like, there's even that great Family Guy where Stewie's Darth Vader, and he's like, "Well, can we just put some plywood over it or something? Get some quotes, you know." But Rogue One explains that, you know, yeah. like thirty years later. Yeah. You bring that up. We didn't even talk about this in the book. Like, Thrawn, one of the subplots is Thrawn trying to figure out what the Empire is building, and he it's yeah. the Death Star. Yes. Yes. it's the Death Star, like the Dunium or whatever that mm -hmm. fucking yeah. metal is. Yeah. It was a good example of how you could have done politics and like that sort of minutia detail attention <laughs> as opposed to episode one. <laughs> right. Without having actual uh, senatorial arguments on the floor yeah. following appropriate yeah. procedure. The chair recognizes the <laughs> committee from whatever. Yeah. Naboo. From Naboo. Naboo. I yield back my time. I said <laughs> I yield back, sir. <laughs> E.T. is actually in that scene. Oh, yeah, there's I've like heard a card or a fucking car of those things or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's fucking weird. <laughs> I feel e. like at, at some point, like, George Lucas, Lucas was just like, fuck y'all, do what Lucas, I want. George Lucas is such an interesting figure to me because, like, on the one hand, he has got this unbelievable imagination where he can bring in, like, Joseph Campbell's monomyth and he can bring in, like, spaghetti westerns and he can bring in, like... Akira Kurosawa, like, oh, samurai films. Yeah. He can bring in all this shit, and he can weave something that has literally become American mythology. But on the other hand, he's also, like, the, the brain behind, like, I don't like sand, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or, or yes. like, I mean, like, the, 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 the flagrant, like, almost insulting symbolism of... of uh, newly crowned Emperor Palpatine flinging the Senate at Yoda. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's made the Senate his toy thing. Okay, yeah. we get it. That's, like, some really obvious symbolism. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, this I find him fascinating. This dies with yeah. thunderous applause. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're either with us or against us. Only a Sith deals, deals in absolutes. absolutes. 
It's just fucking awful. Don't Isn't try it? etiquette. I have the high ground. <laughs> we you wonder if Obi-Wan... My power! We've been watching them for ten minutes. Just fucking flip and do all kinds of crazy shit. But because he's standing on slightly elevated ground, it's fucking over. There's nothing you can do You're at done. that point. You know, yeah. it's funny. You <laughs> underestimate my power. Great line. <laughs> he delivers it with such dark. Oh, but he's know, coming back. Question. He's coming uh, back. He's going to be in the uh, Obi-Wan spinoff. Wow, good, okay. Good for him. At least timely. I felt that, that he had the physical presence to pull off that character. I felt sure. that he did not have the acting chops to pull off George Lucas's shitty-ass dialogue. No, because you know what? The only thing that made the original series work was that Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill to the extent, figured out early right. on that they're just going to have fucking fun. Right. Yeah. They don't take it too seriously. Right. You well, can't choose a spaghetti western as if it's higher. Right. Exactly. Well, I, I think a spaghetti western is high art. I think Sergio Leone's. I'm I'm being totally serious. I agree. I think his well, films are just the yeah. most brilliant shit ever. But Maybe like, that was the wrong comparison. Maybe it was, more it was like a bad. people people revere Star Wars subsequent of the original trilogy because of its power. It don't underestimate its power. <laughs> and I think that's what happened. Thank you. Yep. That's what happened with the prequel tr- trilogy is that it became like too big for itself. Yeah. Yeah. And Lucas was deliberately going for a tonality that the actors just didn't see, and their only option was to read it as he had written it. And that's what it came across as. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, and, I, and I think the best actors in those films manage it decently. Natalie Portman is, no. is a good actress. No? <laughs> no. No. She's wooden and stilted in that whole trilogy. You could tell by the end, yeah. she was fucking done with it. Yeah. She just wanted to collect the paycheck and go do something fun. Black Swan. How old was she in the original trilogy? Seven? No, 20? I don't 21? Even know. I remember she her from The young. Professional when yeah. she, she was, was like 13 in that one. Yeah. And she was very good in that. And then I think she got Star Wars pretty soon after it. Yeah. So she was, she was young, young, but she yeah, was still a talented see, actress. Like she, she, she could take good direction. Right. Lucas yeah. does not offer good direction. Right. Even look at his art house stuff like American Graffiti... THX 38, yeah, something or other. Like early 80s or mid 80s. Or I was with you on American Graffiti, but you lost me. Well, the, that's actually a very interesting Robert Duvall like, sci-fi thing. It was his, his actual, his, like, I think it was his graduate study thing he did for film school. But Robert well, Duvall loves the smell of napalm in the morning. That too. But uh, it was, it's interesting because at that point, Lucas wasn't Lucas. But once he had become the Star Wars guy or the Indiana Jones guy or whatever, like he became bigger than his own talent could contain. Lucas was always one of those guys who was genius at taking his influences and then packaging it into mm-hmm. something modern. Indiana Jones yeah. is that. It's like a fucking archeolo- archaeological adventure story. Yeah. You know, it was like straight out of a fucking comic book or something like that. It was a radio it's, drama. It's serialized exactly. radio drama. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, I mean, like Star Wars has become so big that people don't appreciate how brilliant it was in 1977 when he took what was basically like the cheesiest kind of movie you could make. You know, the 1950s style, um, you know, space opera. Mm -hmm. And he, like, decided, I'm going to do that. But I'm going to, like, throw the hero's journey at it. And I'm going to throw Kira Kurosawa at it. And I'm going to throw a fucking classical music score by John Williams. Which is, the in my view, the biggest 
thing that made Star Wars. Is the it's it's it's, it's the only thing that rivals it is possibly uh, the score for Lord of the Rings in terms of like mm-hmm. what it does to the tone of the film and the grandeur that it like well, inspires. The best part of that story too is that how like ass backwards all of the production was. If you look at the original storyboards and his original plans, it's very different. And really, the only thing that made it work was the fact that he was limited, and he had to work with what he had. Right. And just like Spielberg with Jaws, he was able to take something and snatch victory from the Jaws of defeat, basically, and by taking all these disparate elements and throwing them together, he created something that was fresh. And that was Uh, the key. I agree. Uh, You know, I said the classical score, I think, is one thing that makes Star Wars Star Wars. Another thing, and this is to your point, is like the way that Star Wars, unlike most futuristic science fiction movies i'm using air quotes people at home uh science fiction movies um you know they they have this like very polished shiny sheen to it mm-hmm. and star wars is like a fucking it's set in a junkyard pretty mm-hmm. much you know what yeah. i mean it's like i got an airspeeder but it looks like it's fucking 25 yeah. years Shit. old yeah. it's it, lived in exactly it's a very lived in universe yeah. and that is a really unique touch that makes star wars you know uh immediately recognizable on screen that works for uh, ridley scott's alien too yeah you look does. at that yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, and I think that's why the first three flopped when they went back into the prequels, because they were so shiny and green screen, they did not have the grit of the location shooting that the others did. But that was part of George Lucas always trying to push the envelope. Mm -hmm. Sure. If you look at what he did with his uh, his 80s huge successes, is it was always finding a new way to make something amazing on the screen that would just wow the audience. Mm -hmm. And he was looking at, like, you went from... Dolby surround sound, which was the THX mastered like thing that he created. The Lucas film, um, what is it? Uh, Skywalker sound or whatever ILM Industrial Light and Magic. All of that comes from from yeah. Star Wars. I mean, if you think about how long reaching the big dick of Star Wars is, <laughs> fucking the rest of the industry and creating. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Creating all of these children. Like there was so much that came out of that. Like I think he also got that hubris that. I'm the guy who invents new ways to make movies. Right. Yeah. And we're going to do this fucking thing on a soundstage with computers, bitches. And you're going to just act and you're going to pretend there's something there and it'll be great. And that the was problem, part of the problem. The problem yeah, that was with, with the prequel trilogy. Now, I will say, uh, someone who loathed the prequel, prequel trilogy for many years, uh, I went back about six or seven years ago and I rewatched it for the first time in so many years with fresh eyes. And uh, I found so much about it that I appreciate now. I, I do believe they are flawed films, but that the good outweighs the bad. And, and uh, that, you know, that's what I think about those films. I think that the problem was, I think the flaws were, to your point, that George Lucas had complete creative control there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't working with other people. He didn't have anybody limiting his budget or anything like that. That's why we get 87 fucking minutes of pod racing in Phantom Menace. Because that whole thing is an advertisement for his fucking Lucasfilm like right. company. Yeah. For look like look what we can do with like our graphics and our sound and everything. There was no Lawrence Kasdan the, or Robert Marquand. Like who were like, yeah, guys. let's actually impose a story on this yeah, thing. Yeah. There was eighty-seven fucking minutes of a pod race. Mm-hmm. But Sebulba was gorgeous. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, Sebulba. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was one of the best sequences very brilliantly. in that film though. But it it's it was just it insisted upon itself. <laughs> uh, what about the duel of the fates? What about great, the great lightsaber right. battle at the end? That is where, uh, one of the very best lightsabers. Where the lightsabers don't actually touch yeah. each other. 
You notice that? You ever watch those slowed yeah, down versions where they, it's like they're supposed to be hitting each other, no. but they're like feet apart from each other. Really? The choreography was really intense. Duel of the Fates was an incredible uh, song, and, and that lightsaber duel is one of the very best. Mm -hmm. I, I think they got very poor the rest of that trilogy. The yeah, one in, uh, yeah. uh, shit, um, Attack of the Clones uh, at the end with uh, Dooku oh. is particularly oh. bad. It's, I had such high hopes for that. See, limited. Yoda pulls out his lightsaber, yeah. and he does that thing where it, like, floats up into his yeah. hand, and you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be fucking awesome. And then Yoda just turns into, like, this weird fucking, yeah. like, flipping it's, 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 it's Christopher. Yeah. I think Christopher Lee limited that. As great an actor as he was as the character, he couldn't pull off fucking fighting like a Jedi. Yeah. You know, like, you look at the one in Revenge of the Sith, too, it's the same thing. It's like, Anakin beats him pretty handedly because... He's an old man, and he can barely move. Mm. It's like Batman trying to turn his neck. It's just not happening. <laughs> but um, Good, you know, Anakin. Kill him. Do it. it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Oh, man. The uh, the uh, Duel of the Fates... I, I remember watching that movie in 1999. was the first new Star Wars experience I had ever had in a theater with some equally nerdy friends of mine at the time in high school. And we were watching it, and I remember watching the whole movie going like, wow. Wow, it's Star Wars. Wow. <laughs> and totally not thinking about, like, wow, Jar Jar Binks. What a piece of shit. Holy mm. fuck. Totally not thinking about the wooden acting. Mm. Totally not thinking about yeah. the fact that Darth Vader's a little kid. Yeah. Punk-ass little bitch. Yeah. Totally <laughs> not thinking about the fact Sit that r is in this. I'm a person, and my name is Anakin. Yeah, like, none of that shit mattered to me, because the only thing I walked out of that theater thinking about was when Darth Maul... Puts his lightsaber up, yeah. and another lightsaber came out. Ooh. Holy shit, it's a dual lightsaber staff fucking Donatello Ninja Turtle thing. Oh my god, and he proceeded to kick their mm -hmm. asses. And there's an earlier yeah. lightsaber uh, fight where they're like, it's like a running battle on Tatooine. Yeah, 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 yeah on the sand, the yeah. Ship. And he doesn't do the double no. bladed one, yeah. but it's still a that. really fucking cool sequence. Yep. Maul, you know, for... for, for Fans of, for real fans of Star Wars, everyone knows that Maul comes back in an intensely oh, they do a great serious job. way. They develop his character. But for casual fans of Star Wars, everybody believes that he dies in The Phantom Menace, understandably. Yeah. And it's a tragic waste of his character oh, because he's absolutely. a really, you know, there was, I mean, Dooku was never that compelling of a villain. Um, and, and Maul would have been a much better... But even Dooku now, they're starting to retcon him a bit yeah. and talking about how he was this great Jedi, Qui-Gon's yeah. or master, I guess. He and, was, yeah. And the fact that he um, he thought he was doing the right thing to save the the order to save the galaxy. Right. Again, complicating the villains of the series. Yeah, Disney likes to do that. And this is this is where like Clone Wars at its best is really good. Clone Wars has some fucking horrendously cheesy episodes. Oh, absolutely. But it has some fucking really great episodes too. I think that Clone Wars single-handedly rescued the character of Anakin, mm -hmm. um, who's very unlikable in the movies, but he's fucking awesome in the show. Oh, yeah, much better on the show. It created the character of Ahsoka, who's one of the best characters in the Star Wars canon. In up opinion. there with Thrawn. Played, up there with Thrawn, exactly. Yep. And uh, it created a far more compelling Dooku uh, than the movies did. And Grievous, mm. for that matter. Gre oh, Grievous is a fucking idiot. He's a cartoon. He's an asshole in the he is, yeah, yeah, he's just like a half-ass program And he just shows droid. up in that yes. third movie. Yeah, yeah, like, just, who, who the fuck is this coughing? This is Big Bad? What the fuck? Yeah. And why the fuck is he General coughing? Kenobi! By the way, I think <laughs> we've reached the point where we're, we're at like part two of this cast. I'm yeah, just throwing that yeah, out there. We if we want to keep going, this is part two, firmly. But, did you guys ever see, I think it's 
Gennady Todorovsky's Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. I started the show again on Disney+. Plus. It was the original vision of Clone Wars. That is the guy who does Samurai Jack. That rings any bell? Loved Samurai Jack. That, that creator did the original Clone Wars story. Okay. And it was Mace Windu and all these characters. And it really, it's like, it leads up directly to what happens at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. So it wow. fills that space very well. And it's got Asajj Ventress in there. Oh, she's it's cool. Got do, it's got all these characters. And it's like, it's uber badass. Yeah. The only thing that kind of sets it to the wayside are the last like four or five seasons of Clone Wars where that the original three seasons sucked. Let's be honest. Ahsoka was whiny and like, like what the fuck is this? Not unlike Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Indeed. Yeah. She becomes a great, he becomes a great character. Ahsoka becomes, I mean, like you said, she's this whiny little brat yeah. in the first couple of episodes and or seasons. And then by the end, she's a really compelling character. It's kind of and like. And by Rebels, she's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's like yeah. the career of Bob Dylan. I don't know that I agree with this point, but please <laughs> I believe you've made points you that just, Dylan I feel was that better rise than early. Brilliant <laughs> yeah. to begin with. Maybe more like the career of Kevin Costner. I don't know. Yeah, also brilliant from yeah. beginning to end. The man has never made a bad movie. Damn it! Uh, uh, I don't know. That Maybe. was said with heavy sarcasm. Yeah. Heavy heavy sarcasm. Kevin Costner, if you want to partner with him. Maybe it's yes. like my sex life. It happens fast, and it's best at the beginning. Well, where's our Jeff Goldblum reference? Is that a Jeff Goldblum reference? Like, I mean, it could be. That's true. We haven't made a Jeff Goldblum reference yet uh, in this episode. <laughs> you you <laughs> did the best. You guys Honestly, you. You I can't copy that. <laughs> say, uh, life will find a way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was a point here that you were making, Sean. I totally Must lost it, guys. Move faster. Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about the Mandalorian. Most mm. of this episode, we've barely touched upon it. We have it not all. touched upon it, and I was actually going to get to that when you mentioned Ahsoka yeah. being great, because when she hits Mandalorian, oh, oh geez, I that was great. I didn't know she was going to be in it. No. Didn't either I, until it happened. When, when, when she showed up, I, hit my I realized suspicions. it was her. I, I am not hyperbolizing when I say I had goosebumps. Oh, yep. Literal goosebumps. I, yep. I read a lot of the crap online about this stuff because, you know, I, I do. I'm a nerd. Nerds. Exactly. Thank yep. you. And I knew there was an inkling that she might appear. There was yeah. rumors. There was thought that Gina, not Gina Torres, well, who was cast as Ahsoka? I can't remember her name right now. Great actor. She did a great job. But there were rumors. And then there were things saying, oh, it's going to be like the last episode of the season. Like, they'll tease it for a long time. No, she was there like episode two. Yeah. Fuck. Here she is. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Ahsoka. Live action. Yeah. And she's fucking ruling this whole episode. It was incredible. And with the two white lightsabers. Yes. And then the very last episode of that season. I, I, this is not a hyperbole. This is not an exact. This is exactly what happened. Rosario I, Dawson. Thank you. Sorry to interrupt. She was fantastic. Fantastic. Also great in the Netflix uh, Marvel stuff, but that's another yes. nerdcast. Another story. She um, or when they got to that last episode, I would watch everyone with my family. It was a ritualistic Friday. We would sit down, we would have dinner, and then we would watch The Mandalorian. And we were watching the final episode, and we were all arranged in my living room. I was in my easy, my lazy boy chair. I was sitting <laughs> back, and Taking they. A PBR. Yeah, I think I was drinking a rum and diet. All right, all right. my my usual. And I'm drinking it, and they get to the point where um, it's like they're all trapped on the bridge of that right. ship, mm -hmm. and those mega trooper things were coming, which goes back to Dark Forces, by the way. And uh, <laughs> they're like, it's all this big thing. I'm like, what's going to happen? 
and that X-Wing shows up. And I'm like, at that point, the hair on the back of my head, I'm getting it now, even as I'm talking about it, the hair on the back of my head stood up. I'm like, no, no, no. I even said that. Yes. My kids are like sitting there looking at me like, what is this guy? Is, he, is daddy okay? What's, what's happening? As I'm going like, no, my wife's got this askance look at me because she's a casual fan. She's yeah. an Uber fan. And I'm going, it can't be. It can't be. It's got to be those jerks from earlier in the season, those guys that showed up. Like, yeah. it's like oh, a red yeah. herring. They were like fucking cops, right. like pulling them over or something. And I'm like, it's a blue stripe. It's not a red stripe. It's yeah. not red one or red five. It's No, it's not Luke. And then they show it land. I'm like, at this point, I'm, I'm feeling it right now. My nipples are hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it. I can see it. Oh, yeah. Sean is not wearing a shirt oh, for yeah. folks at home. And, and I can confirm his nipples are very hard right yeah. now. Then they do the perfect thing. They have this hooded figure. And I'm like, ho, ho. I'm like heavy breathing. I'm Luke like, where's a hood? Dude, I had my, my chair was up at this point. I'm on the edge of it. They sold yeah. me the whole seat. I only on. needed the edge. I'm yeah. going like this. You guys can't see me. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. And I'm like, it could be Ahsoka. It's yeah. gotta be Ahsoka. They were gonna bring her back. This is supposed to be some kind of tease. Like, oh, you think it's Luke? <laughs> no, it's Ahsoka, who's just still badass. And then the single lightsaber ignites and it's on black and white CCTV, and then you see a glove, I fucking lost it. And my kids can confirm this. (laughs) I was on my knees in my living room in front of my TV going, Oh my God, it's Luke! No! It was... It was a come to Jesus moment. Excused yourself. Change your pants. Oh my God. I was crying. By the end of it, Wife when he takes Rogu, yeah. and it's like he just dispatched this like mega villain that they yeah. had been building over several episode arc, and he, it's like, oh my god, I didn't care if the CGI wasn't great. No. They made Luke Skywalker the character I had waited 30 plus yes. years to see, right. and I would finally realized in my head what Luke was supposed to be, right. and it happened, and I just, it was euphoric. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and this is what Dave Filoni understands about Star Wars that other people do not. Uh, I, I feel like J.J. Abrams wants to throw Easter eggs at the screen, and I feel like Ryan Johnson wants to just shit all over what, everything we love about Star Wars. He wants to break it to build it again, and exactly, yeah. and, and and I feel like well, you know, upon itself, <laughs> I feel like Dave Filoni understands that. Can it be both? Another yeah. great family yeah. guy reference. Yeah. Um, it, it, he understands that, like, I mean, what he's doing with Mandalorian is different from anything else. It's literally like watching a fistful of dollars with, yes. with Clint Eastwood. Um, you know, I mean, right from that, like, whoa, whoa, whoa thing, oh, like, right from yeah. the first scene you of You expect like, spur sounds yeah, when he's walking. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and Mando is Blondie from the Man With No Name trilogy, you know? Uh-huh. What he's doing with Star Wars is a completely new thing. But at the same time, it honors the fact that it is Star Wars, that it's part of the same galaxy, that it yeah. doesn't have to say, fuck everything else, I'm going to do my own thing. Right. It's uh-huh. fitting itself in it there. It still has Easter eggs galore. Exactly. The Darksaber? Yeah. Yeah, the Darksaber. I mean, fucking Darksaber. The Mandalorians, by the way, and, and I say this as someone who despised, on principle, Boba Fett. 
for so many years. Because all <laughs> you heard, chump. all you heard was jerk offs for so many years. They're like Boba Fett, yeah, I got this Boba Fett, like mint in box Boba Fett, and dies like a and jackass. Like, he, he says like two lines in the entire trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Put Captain Solo in the cargo. He's no good to me, dead. That's right. Yeah. That's that's like the extent of it. Yeah. I'm like, he's a fucking all right. But then like, uh, I think it started with the Clone Wars. It continued in Rebels. They took the they took the Mandalorians and made them into a fascinating yeah. fucking people yeah with absolutely. a tragic history and then now now man the mandalorian the show continues that and by the way boba fett comes back way cooler for the first time oh, yeah. i'm a boba fett yeah. fan oh. he's a fucking ronin samurai when he shows exactly up in season yeah. again two. dave filoni yes knows what the what the fans the hardcore fans need yes, and he knows how to do it without making it overt fan service, which was what exactly. what the Rise of Skywalker it's both was. Both new and old. Yes. yes, it it is. He is. They give him the keys to the to the Lamborghini and let him yeah, drive right. it. Careful what you say though, because as soon as you get what you wish for, you know, people are you know, want to take it in such a hard direction that you'll you'll veer from what it is. You'll veer from what the Star Wars uh, franchise, you know. Is. You may be right, Adam, but at the same time, at this point, he gave me badass Luke Skywalker as a Jedi. This is true. We I, all wanted to see that scene where he was just throwing battle yeah. droids aside like it was nothing. Yeah. And, and, and again, I, I don't yeah. mean to keep ragging on uh, you know The Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson, but like you know, uh, there was that moment, another goosebump-inducing moment at the end of Force Awakens where Rey like, runs up the stone mm. steps and yeah. you see Luke standing there in the hood and then you start getting the swirly camera and you get that emotional music where she holds out the lightsaber and you can see the look in Luke's face and then it's roll credits. And for fucking two years, like yeah. we're like, we waited. What? 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 Yeah. What happens next? And Ryan Johnson's idea was, you've been waiting for this. He's going to fucking roll it up like a wrapper from Burger King and chuck it over yeah. his shoulder. Yeah. And he's, like, he's got the hand and yeah. everything. And, now, uh, I can't, now I can't even take that. The one moment I really liked from the from the mm-hmm. new trilogy, I can't even enjoy it anymore because I know what Luke does next. Yeah, but the know? worst thing about it, the worst crime is that The Rise of Skywalker is ten times worse than The Last Jedi. Oh, it's a, such a piece of shit. It, it's a steaming it's, bag oh. of shit. It it's not even shit. It's fucking diarrhea. It's man. worse than fan fiction. <laughs> I've got 10th graders who could have wrote a better movie than that. I agree. I agree. Right from, like, the opening notes. It, you know, it's like this fucking, like, Kylo Ren's on a mission. Where is he going? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, f- is that is that Palpatine? Like, he's been dead, like, 30 years. Yeah. Like, do they know that? Oh. Does, does, oh. does J.J. Abrams know? Oh, it's a, some kind of cloning facility? Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, he was the voice of the And he happens to be the exact the same as he was originally, right. even though you cloned yeah. him, which is not how clones work. No, that's not how clones oh, work. Oh, but he was falling apart. There was something wrong. He needed Ray, who happens to be his granddaughter. What? His granddaughter. And and apparently there's been a prophecy for nine episodes that yeah. we didn't know yeah. about. No. Right. Now there's this prophecy. Oh, oh there's this ancient knife. That lines up with the <laughs> wreckage of the Death Star, which has only been there for about fifty years. Yeah, but it's but this marker. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and the prophecy concerns Ray. This is the Skywalker saga, yeah. and the movie is called Rise of Skywalker. Uh-huh. But the prophecy concerned Ray. But she changed her name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something. They like still about some paperwork. She goes back to Uncle Owen's burned out thing, which is still yeah. there. Yeah, what, sixty yeah. years now, Six seventy years something, later. and like no one that. took it over. Not it's covered in sand. Yeah. 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 And someone happens to be walking by in the middle of a fucking desert yeah. to <laughs> conveniently ask the question, who are you? I'm Ray. 
Skywalker. Ray Skywalker. Fuck you. God, I mean, God, it was just uh, it was awful. Like I said, Ryan Johnson's film was a good movie. It just was a bad Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, J.J. Abrams' uh, Episode Nine was just by any measure a yeah. fucking shit disaster. Yeah, it was. It was just fucking terrible. That was corporate fe- malfeasance, oh. absolutely all the way through. <laughs> bad stuff. In fact, I I think people are praying that. Disney realized the error of its ways, and they're hoping that George Lucas and Dave Filoni will reboot it and save the franchise through time travel, which, incidentally, was introduced in Rebels, when Ezra goes into that nexus of the Force and saves Ahsoka. Because one of the most badass moments in that series is when she fights Vader and confronts him. what happens to her. We don't. We think she's dead, but we don't know because Vader's walking away. His mask's cut. You right. gotta watch the series. I've so gotta watch good, this. Yeah, that really. battle at the end of season two with Maul yeah. and Vader and Ahsoka mm. all on that Sith yep. planet. Oh my God, it's epic! <laughs> and um, Vader, by the way, shows up. Speaking of epic, he shows oh. up standing on his fucking tie. The tie advance that just comes Whoa. around the yes. edge of the cliff. It just That's and sick. he's standing there, lightsaber drawn. Like, yes. Holy shit! Is and that he epic. faces down with his Padawan, and she knows wow. it's him at that point. Yeah. Oh, she slices off part of his mask. You can see his Anakin yes. eye. It's not a full mm-hmm. Sith eye. It's crazy yes. good. The pathos mm-hmm. is Im- immense. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Ezra goes into this nexus of the Force thing that he discovers on Lothal at this right. temple. And he's able to pull her out of time into the future. So they've already established canonically, because this is Disney now, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that perhaps they could undo... <laughs> the whole new what trilogy and maybe it resu- was just a dream <laughs> you know what at oh, this point that. would I be that upset about it no nope no. not one bit normally those kind of contrivances would yeah. piss me right the fuck yeah, off but at this point I would be happy I would I, welcome it yeah I, I agree I, I don't usually like the, like I, I thought that was kind of stupid in the Star uh, Star Trek reboot where they were like mm. oh this is a, a slightly different it's timeline. the Kelvin timeline yeah, yeah like that was kind of you know not not something that I appreciated I thought it was bad storytelling yeah but uh, you J.J. Know, J. Abrams <laughs> also J.J. Yeah. J. Abrams yeah. right the, so, so there's precedent there too uh, but the the fan in me, like I, I love everything else as I've said that Disney has done. I, I wish seven, eight, and nine had not happened. In my view, when Return of the Jedi ends, it still ends the way I always thought it did. The the all the shit about the New Order and all that shit, seven, eight, and nine, I just I block it out. There's yeah. a mental block. It does not exist. It's fanfic. You know what? I got the best way to end this whole it's thing. It's legends. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know why six is afraid of seven, Mike? Because seven, eight, nine. That's all you have to say about it. Yep. All right. We've casted enough for this evening. Done it. We yeah. Have. Should we do the uh, the throw to the next cast? Do we need to do that? Yeah. Host yeah. Man? Yeah. If, if we're ready. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Postman. Kevin Costner. No, I said Hostman. Sorry. Oh, Hostman. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we heard the bell, and uh, in preparation for the next cast, we want to make sure y'all know what to read and comment on the socials with us. So, uh, gents, what are we reading next? Well, we've got the uh, series of graphic novels by Brian K. Vaughn, right? And, yeah. Uh, it's Saga, a celebrated series, also a space opera, also uh, influenced by Star Wars, but very much 21st century in its own mm-hmm. thing. Uh, pretty wild adventure. Uh, Sean, I know you've been reading it and enjoying it. Indeed. I, uh, I, I'm a big fan of Vaughn. Adam got me on the, he got me hooked on Why the Last I Man. Did it, yeah. And he's just, uh, I appreciate his level of storytelling and just the 
artist collaborations he brings in. It's always really cool to see, and I'm really looking forward to doing a graphic novel with our next text, guys. It's going to be yeah. great. Hell yeah. So uh, so everybody knows, what volumes are we reading? So everybody kind of stays with us here. Well, we had said one through three. I don't know. If we <laughs> and Sean has blown past We have to have three. a business meeting and decide. Yeah. It's going to be at least, directors. at least one through three. Yeah, yeah, if not more. Yeah. You know what? Read what you will. At least one through three, like Mike right. was saying. Yeah. And, you know, we'll probably chat a little bit more about that. Right. But, uh, we'll give a spoiler warning. And, yeah. and to be clear, that's volume one through three, so that's yeah. issues one through 18. It is an yeah. unfinished story. Yeah. So at this point, Ongoing, yeah. we will, uh, we're going to have to do like a take this all with a grain of salt, spoiler warnings, yada, 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 yada. Who gives a shit? Let's yeah. Norcast. Yeah. See if we can get Brian K. Vaughn on for the second one. He has not responded to my emails. He's probably, surprisingly, he's probably a little intimidated. Hey, I get that. Let's, let's, let's call to action. Let's, let's finally activate the Nerds of the Old Republic signal. <laughs> yes. All of you nerd subscribers out there, hit up Brian K. Vaughn on his socials and yes. tell him you need to talk to the Nerds of the Old Republic because we fucking rule. Yeah, yes, and he kicks ass, and we want to talk. Yeah, we yeah. really would love to fawn over him. He's only on Instagram, by the way. Gonna fawn over Vaughn. Let's do this two episodes Ooh. in a row. Yeah. <laughs> fawn over Vaughn after we've read Thrawn. After we read Thrawn. By Timothy Zahn. Oh, good thing I cut my lawn today. It's just gonna get snowing. Oh, yeah. it's gonna get snowing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yeah,